Hey everyone, welcome back to the IWP Network, or if it's your first time, welcome hanging out with us. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast, and feedback is always welcome. So make sure to check the links below for all social media links, audio and video versions of this show, and merch. We look forward to hearing from you and hearing that feedback, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Patreon episode. We have a new announcement when it comes to Patreon. Um, we we were very thank you guys so much for the love and support on Patreon. Uh, we had a little bit of a dip in, in in membership, which is fine. It happens. I understand. Times are tough. There is a pandemic going on, and I, we're we're not holding a fault to that at all. But it's going to be a dollar for a shout out. $5 for shout out and bonus content, but the bonus content is isn't going to stay on Patreon forever. We're going to do uh it's going to be on ta- Patreon for 2 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um time. Yes. So we say 2 weeks, it's going to be longer than that because we do have <laughs> a bunch of episodes that are in the backlog. Right. Well, yeah. well, well. Yeah. So I think what we're going to do is when we get to the point where there may be a change coming up in my work schedule where I would have to where I would be off a certain night. Um, I think what we may do is is we would have that show on like the, that show going on on a Friday, and then maybe and then this then tornado uh, tornado tag would go to a Thursday. So Fridays would switch between Truth Behind Illusion and Not Cool in High School. Uh, Bang and Beers would still stay every other week, but maybe the Bang and Beers Patreon would fill in the other Sunday, so it still stays every Sunday. So there's one week where we're live, one week we're not, and then maybe like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday we may slip in. A Patreon episode from another week, yeah. and that might that just might that just might be the Patreon day. Like this is Patreon day, we're gonna slide in an episode from uh, Bang and Beers number one, or Not Cool in High School number one, or Tornado Tag number one. Um, so if some of this um, content that you're seeing will come at a later date, if you want to see it earlier, um, subscribe and you can mm-hmm. and you can check that out and it helps us grow. We do have merchandise for sale as all well as all other fun stuff. So we do support. Uh, thank you for the support, but. Um, I, I, I kind of like the, you know, we kind of do the old school style. We kind of just riff and not do weekly topics, but we talk about what's current and stuff like that. And the other ones are more topic based. So um, we they, they will go to the general public, but you'll have first access. So I say two weeks is the like the latest we'll do, but it'll probably be a lot longer because we do have a pretty big backlog of Patreon stuff already recorded. Right. Yeah. Except for like wrestling. You don't want to be like, hey, what did they think about this random raw four yeah. months yeah. ago? <laughs> but even like... With the Patreon for this too is we we, we talk about what's kind of current, but it's still like mm-hmm. I, I still think you could listen to it and still go back and be like, oh shit, they talked about the Dark Side of the Ring. I might go check it out or something like that. You yeah, know. If you put that yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think and maybe eventually we do watch alongs and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. So I was kind of running this by Brian, so that Patreon, you're gonna get the first dibs or to hear this. Um. If we do go to every Thursday where we do the show every Thursday, one week will be a topic thing. So like this week will be, hey, we're going to talk about like Tony Schiavone or how we just did Camp Leapfrog. Mm-hmm. Then the next week will be an interview. We interview somebody in the business. Oh, okay. Then the following week will be like, we're reviewing this show from IWE TV or this old pay-per-view that's on Peacock. And then the next week will be another interview. So it'll flip between the topic, a show review, and then in between there will be guest interviews oh, okay. where we have somebody on and we talk to them. Because there is a lot of people who want to oh. come on the show that mm-hmm. are... 
What? You turn me up, I can't. Oh. oh, just a little, just a little. Your headset? Yeah. All right, there you go. There we go. Um, there is a lot of people who want to be on the show, but only doing it one day a month, like one or two days a month yeah. is really hard it's, to yeah. keep up your topics and invite guests on. And we don't want to turn people away because I, I have a lot of faith in the people who are in the wrestling business who like us and who like who we like them. And they might not be around forever. They might they might they may get a little harder schedule or they can't really do stuff like this anymore. So we want to, we definitely want to capitalize before um that that's not a thing you know right? no totally yeah absolutely um because that's you know i i feel like uh we we've been blessed and fortunate enough to be around a very talented people yeah like i will not be surprised if this time next year matt mikowski is in mlw mm-hmm. ring of honor you know yeah aw or wwe nxt i would not be surprised yeah agreed uh same with edith you yeah. know well, edith so- hasn't been on the show yeah. yet hopefully we'll hopefully th- that would be a great guest to have we'll try because uh very a lot of respect for her oh, and, yeah. and her her ability to just she has a very busy throw schedule. caution to the wind and she just has go a for very it. busy schedule uh she's getting a documentary soon which is exciting yes on uh on iwtv they're doing this thing or uh every like kind of like wwe 24 mm-hmm. where they do like the documentary on somebody but they actually give you a camera and you film it yourself oh and wow. they edit together that's which unique. is kind of cool yeah. yeah they did one with a very good professional wrestler then with a few other people so yeah. they're like they're taking into their homes and really getting that behind the scenes hmm. feel which is kind of cool and yeah. in a pandemic it's kind of like you're your own cameraman but it's also good like just kind of behind the curtain that you're giving the wrestler uh a chance to sh- like kind of direct to so they can choose how much they want to reveal yeah like, yeah and, yeah like if a very good professional wrestler doesn't want to reveal his real name or these other things then you know that yeah, doesn't kind of have to his, yeah. His yeah discretion um which is amazing because I that's where I I suck so bad. Like when so I meet somebody, mm-hmm. like <laughs> we, just an example, like Adina Steele, and you're like, oh, I'm like, don't tell me, because yeah. once I hear it, I can't fucking right. just I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna stick to your gimmick name forever, <laughs> like because <laughs> I am terrible. Well, some people want to be called that, and some don't. It's weird, yeah, you know. And then some people might be called uh you you know you meet them as one gimmick and then they have a new gimmick and you still refer to them as the old gimmick. Yeah, that's just how it is. And know? I'm still used to all this because are the vice versa of that. Yeah, I'm I'm such like a... everybody. Nobody knows this, but Andy's real name is Aloysius Fauntleroy. Yeah, nobody ever calls him that. It's always Andy Hedder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it. I'm such a like a like pure... Terry Funk calls Mick Foley cactus. Thing, yeah, you know. Yeah, Jim Cornette same yeah. thing. He calls him cactus. Yeah, I I'm such a like. I'm so I, I guess I, so that will be different. I'm so pure still. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, that will be different for every every person you meet. It would depend on yeah when you met them, what they want to be called. So it's here's here's a quick thing. All, that's that's there's no rule for that. Yeah, I want to post to you guys real quick, uh, and this is where I I kind of I get nervous sometimes. Like what even when like we're behind the scenes at like PPW or Outbreak or or at Camp Leafrog, mm-hmm. and I was talking to Alex about this where it's like I uh, I don't want to lose that that spark or that magic of being a fan like mm-hmm. there's sometimes where i don't want to know the ending to something or i don't i don't want to know the result of something i want to kind of i want to experience it um because i do talk to some people who are in the business or i've talked to people who are in the business and they kind of lost that 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 little piece of it because they've learned so much behind the curtain that it, it, <laughs> it's it's hard to not get cynical at, i guess a point so I mean, and you still seem like wrestling a lot yeah. you've been in yeah. it for what 10 plus years yeah now? yeah i think it's almost getting her 15 i'm yeah. like so. i'm like brie with wrestling where i just like everything yeah <laughs> where i'm probably annoying. i mean that's great but <laughs> yeah like, you know no, you're it, starting to dislike wwe it seems i yeah. am yeah. i am i'm hard i'm having a hard time but like, it's because you've been exposed to something better yeah like, yeah and once you see something better just like once you have a better uh steak then you're not going to go to the steakhouse that's okay I, anymore when i say better like i think quality and budget of the indie does not compare 
Nothing well, really yeah, compares yeah. when it comes to the quality of what WWE puts the pr- out. The production value. But the fact group, that yes. these people, like, for, for me, this is this is something that really, really resonates with me, especially with AEW. Like, I, I lean more towards AEW than WWE. Do mm-hmm. I think AEW has problems when it comes to certain things? Yeah. 100%. Do they have a hard time when, when it comes to, like, matches and maybe some botches here and there? 100%. Yeah, not everyone does. But if, if WWE would have gotten a character like Orange Cassidy... And he's worked so hard and so long on that gimmick and mm-hmm. getting it over and doing his thing, and then he got signed to WWE, and then that was just erased. Orange Cassidy would be losing every week on 205 Live. Yeah, you yes. probably wouldn't even hardly see him. It, Here, so, here's, here's the thing with WWE. Here's the problem. You, you, it's like you would take the greatest chefs from around the world, and you would put them in this world-class kitchen with every appliance they could dream of. Uh, everything is spotless and clean. Uh, the lighting is perfect. The utensils are, are are spotless. Everything is everything is great. And you go you go to that the, these master chefs. And you go. I want you to microwave me hot dogs. Please. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what they're doing. Yeah, like the, if you go there and you're awesome making cake, they're like, well, why don't you make pizza now? Yeah, and it's it's a shame. And that and, and for it, me, that makes no sense. For me, being more involved with the indie scene and seeing how hard of work it takes to just. To develop that character, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I I seen I'm not gonna say a name or anything, but I seen someone cut a promo. Now, when I've seen them in the ring, they're cool, calm, collect, and very confident with themselves. But when it comes to like behind the camera or when they're not out in front of the people, they're still very reserved and very like figuring things out mm-hmm. when it comes to getting that confidence of being around people. And that's it's a very it, it took me do- back for a second because it's like, for example, like a Darius Carter. I think the character he does. It, it, he's like he's like the Ric Flair or like the the, the larger than life person. Mm-hmm. It it's got to take confidence and it has to take practice to legit believe yourself as that character to go into a room full of complete strangers and be like, I am better than you and I know it and I'm an elegant and I am the master and like that that's got to like especially if that's not who you are outside the camera. Right. That takes practice that yeah. takes repetition and that takes going to indie shows and working crowds and finding out how you can manipulate the crowd and do all that like that's a craft and that takes a long time to do like podcasting people think oh i'm just gonna turn it on and be good the first time yeah like, i'm doing this three years i still don't think i'm that great but I, it, it, it's those reps and every time you do it it gets better and then it's like hey we're gonna go to this wwe and then all your hard work is just completely tossed out the window and you're gonna be something you're completely not everything you learned that whole time they got you signed here it's all wrong here so you really do. Yeah, which yeah, makes no do. sense. They hire you for what you're good at, but then don't want you to do what mm-hmm. they hired you to do. Yeah. Like, that makes no sense. And I, I, I really respect AEW for saying, we want you to be what you're good at here. Yeah, you have, Keep a, doing you have input. That. Yeah. Yes. And that's why I kind of like the independence. And I love Camp Leafrog. And I love when these, these people get brought in. Um, and it happens with the indie scene where, like, You'll go to a promotion and you're a world champ there, and then you go to the one down the street and you're a jobber. Yeah. Like it's just like, and that sucks. And that sucks. But at the end of the day, I, know, I understand too that a professional wrestler is a, for the most part, you're an independent contractor. So you're agreeing to go and be well. An indie wrestler is very much an independent. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but you're 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 agreeing to go work for this promotion and do what that promotion wants you to do. Yeah. Right. And one could be different from the other. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so I, I do get that, but I think. There has to be some play where an independent uh, a promoter is like, "Hey, what are you comfortable with?" But hey, are you working on something you're trying to get over? Yeah, you know, and and there's there's that give and take too, and that's all stuff I'm learning, and I'm trying. I want to stay. Yeah, you'll learn more. I mean, the more you get in, the more you learn. So if you don't want to learn, don't get in. Yeah, that's what you know. It's, yeah, and I'm and I'm, I'm I'm like I said, I'm learning things and seeing things, and I'm still really really enjoying yeah, but myself. I mean, you but feel I, like I mean, some people, but like if you don't like wrestling anymore, that's not 
wrestling's fault. It's not yeah. because you learned. It's just because maybe you just don't like it anymore. You grew out yeah. of it. I still love wrestling. I yeah. watched a match today. It was wonderful. So like, I don't. I don't know. You know. And then for it, me, it's, like it's for taking for every person for taking that huge break and not watching other promotions and then mm-hmm. going back and relearning them, like watching old WCW and ECW. Now I'm like, holy fuck, that was some cool shit going on there. Yeah. Like some of it was not great, but yeah. some of it was really good it, too. And also just to kind of distill something that when we had Ethan Wilde on the regular show today. Uh, he kind of said it like, just find what you like. Like, don't, yeah. don't, you don't have you don't to, like. yeah. you don't have to like everything. There, there yeah. are a yeah. lot of different flavors of wrestling. There's yeah. lucha, there's hardcore, there's deathmatch, there's British it, style, British style. There's, it's, it's so cool when I like go into work and I work with di- like a diverse group of people and I, I, almost every day I'm wearing a wrestling shirt mm-hmm. and it's become a thing where they've noticed that work. Right. I was like, oh, you're wearing a wrestling shirt. And sometimes they're like, I don't, which one's that? I'm like, oh, he's an independent guy. You guys should see him in Hazleton. And, or I'm wearing a shirt of someone in Hazleton. And then people come up to me and go, holy shit, the main event. <laughs> I know them. And I'm like, yeah. Like, and the one night I wore their shirt, they're like, they're on dark tonight. I go, they are on dark tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah. that's exciting. But um, like, I have a, a, a Spanish community that works at my job, like Dominican. And um, actually, the one Dominican guy came up to me and he brought up um, the gentleman who Jack just passed. Jack He was like, that guy was my hero. And I was yeah. like, I have no idea who he is. And then I kind of pulled him up at work and break. And I'm like, wait, this guy beat Flair? Yep. And I was, and he's like, yeah. Like, that was a huge deal because it was Dominican Republic and that wasn't big in our area, but he was like our Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was like, that's a cool little side story that I would have never known about. I never knew wrestling. until Flair's book. Really? Flair's book is where I learned that. Yeah. yeah. So there's so many cool avenues and stories of this. And I, I think we, I want to keep trying to capturing that when it comes to stories. And uh, my segue here is Dark Side of the Ring, where I think they do a fantastic job of showing maybe some dark sides of things, but also light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to maybe what... The, it seems like the end of the episode always kind of focuses on something more... Positive. Yeah. yeah. Positive yeah. Um, first episode is someone who I didn't know much about in his WCW run. At one point, when I was uh, very young, maybe my favorite wrestler. Oh, wow. When he... First time I seen him on screen... At WWE, I fell in love. I liked his look. I liked his raspy voice. I loved everything about Brian Pillman. And uh, I, I was aware that he wasn't, like, I, I didn't know why, but I was like, oh, he definitely doesn't have the same step as everybody else. Um, I, I didn't really notice as a kid. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, I noticed because of how good he off. was before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, yeah, he's not that good anymore. Yeah. But like, I didn't know why. I was, like, just I, I was already reading the Pro Wrestling Torch. So I yeah, see, I wasn't reading the dirt sheets yet, and I didn't have the internet for a while. <laughs> I had the so. dirt sheets when I was like 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I was talking to Meltzer, reading Meltzer when I was 12, I know why. I know why his uh, work rate's down. But yeah, this Dark Side of the Ring. So this Dark Side of the Ring made me a fan of two people that I did not think I was a fan of or that I had different opinions or feelings about. I became a fan of somebody I didn't even really know. Really? Yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. That Kim that Wood. That Kim dude, Kim yeah. Wood is Kim a, I would sign him and put him <laughs> on my wrestling show. I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to do much, something with How him. much of Brian's character do you think was from that guy? Because They seemed, seemed to have a very close relationship. Yeah, 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 that was yeah. like a father to him, it seemed like. Yeah, um, he he was on there. But I'm talking about two people who I didn't... Not saying I, I don't like them, but they're not really bright spots of in the wrestling world or i would say they're in the wrestling world i respect them what they do mm-hmm. but i wasn't a fan of what they do sometimes and that's is melser and and uh and jim Cornette. But, oh Cornette's wonderful yeah i think maybe the reason you don't like jim Cornette is because the stuff you've read not nearly stuff he's done a little bit of both where it's just sometimes his opinions like uh, well, i mean yeah he yeah. has some opinions that i don't agree jim, with but like we're all yeah. allowed to jim Cornette as a wrestling personality 
is incredible. Mm-hmm. He's yes. one of the best there's ever been. But I will say this, even though I may disagree with the way he feels about professional wrestling or some of the new stuff, he doesn't like slapstick, he doesn't like any of that, and I get that because he comes from a different time. At the end of the day, he wants what's best for this business of wrestling. He yeah. wants this business to, 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 to survive the end of time. At the end of the day, even if he doesn't like what you're doing as a talent or he's not liking what you do as a promotion or mm-hmm. he doesn't like what you... He genuinely has a deep deep admiration and love for this business well, he do, he's not a guy who got into it for the money he loved wrestling and, and yeah. that really really showed to me more than some of the other episodes and with this one historian he knows yes he's he's so he's so intelligent he's so smart he like i said love him or hate him uh he he genuinely has a love for this business and um that whole star ratings thing he was one of the guys that invented it like yeah. Meltzer's one of guess everybody knows for knows it for now but it was Cornette and this guy, Norm Dooley, who's another historian. They invented mm-hmm. the whole... But they'll insist it should just be five stars, and Dave's like, nah, it can be whatever. Yeah, yeah. which fine. Um, if it's Dave's newsletter, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, but, him, but him crying in that documentary was like, fuck, man. It's like 20-some years later, and that one's... Like, he genuinely gives a shit about the people he worked with, unless mm-hmm. he didn't like you. Yeah. But, yeah. but like, I like anybody. I, I guess it was kind of like... It humanizes him a little bit. The more I see him on that documentary, it humanizes him for me. Where okay. it's just like he's not just this villain who just if it isn't his way, he don't like it. No, he generally loves this business and he wants the best for yeah. it. Um, and part of what you see with Jim Cornette on Twitter and that is is working. Yes, yeah. he, he's still working. A yeah, and it's it's like the Rock's TV show. He's working the he's working the angle. He's working the business. You know, he's always worked the gimmick. You know, and. I, I got more love for him, more respect. I think I think he's going to become a regular rotation on my podcast again. I'm going. I've listened to Jim Cornette's podcast for years now. Yeah, I'm going to start listening. I've, I've always been a big fan of uh, Brian Last. Yeah. He did the uh, 605 Super Podcast, okay, yeah. which if you oh, want to learn about shit. wrestling history, oh boy, 605. They go deep on that show. Yeah, I don't think it's as frequent might, as it used to be, but yeah, they might do two deeper topics for you. They'll talk yeah. about some guy that wrestled like in the 60s. I love, I love the fucking. I mean, maybe I love the storytelling. Like, some of the stuff is a little too deep for me. So like. Yeah. I but. love I love I love storytelling in general mm-hmm. and and that's what Dark Side of the Ring really brings. The 605 show? 605 Six, Super Six, Podcast. Yeah, Super fun. Yeah. 605 um, just like the time. But uh, Dark Side of the Ring is fantastic. These first uh, two episodes that are on Vice's official YouTube so you don't have to go f- and find them through nefarious ways yes. right there just we can all get YouTube Vice's so, uh, and the, the newest video they put up is part 2 of Brian Pillman's story. So Big Dave won you over too, huh? Yes. Yeah. Now why do you like Big Dave? Because of Bruce Pritchard, probably. Yeah. No. I don't know why. Like, there's. I mean, I, I I always kind of perceived him as someone who was just out there trying to spoil something, or to, to be the guy who who says I know this and I want to put it out there. Like he would, but like with the newsletter, you'd have to actively seek the yeah. newsletter. So yeah, if you didn't seek it, it's like if I ask you the end of the movie, I shouldn't be getting mad when you tell me. Yeah. So well, the the, the thing is, is he may honor that code, but his fans don't, and then they'll be on the internet like Dave said. This WrestleMania is yeah. gonna be this main event. I'm like, you fucks, man. Like, I don't, I don't fucking want to know. Dave doesn't know that stuff anymore. Yeah, you know I'm saying, but like, just stuff like that in general. Where like, oh, these dirt sheets are putting like, there's things I know in wrestling. Like when it comes to stuff going on, and sure, I have a platform, and if I want views, I can fucking spoil shit and get the fuck. But mm-hmm. but I'm never gonna get that fucking in ever again. You know what I mean? And I shouldn't because because I, I don't, I don't want to be that person who's like if you tell me a secret I'm going to fucking put it on the internet yeah. you know what well, I mean well a lot of people want to do that and then they a lot of them make up stories too so. yes and, and that was the kind of thing I, I learned where Meltzer um, was kind of helping Pillman in a way, because he Meltzer was just helped a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and that's the guy Cactus Jack hired in WCW. Which, which, 
I learned more because of this documentary yeah. where he's like, hey, I have this ability to have this platform. So I'm going to make sure I plug you a lot on mm-hmm. my newsletter so people know who the name Brian Pillman is. And I think that's a very admirable a thing lot, to a do. A lot of the guys were reading the sheets back then. Like, yeah, yeah and, and, and it tended to be a lot of the guys that he would put over like that were his sources. Yeah, the guys that would talk to him. So yeah. he, he, it was, it was like, like anybody, you like, know, when your friend does something, you're like, oh, yeah, he's a little bit better. Than, you know. there, there's a reason he always put over Cactus. There's a reason he always put over Ric Flair and yeah. Terry Funk. And, even and they were famous, the Bucks so. and Kenny, you know. Um, so, like, in a, in a way, that's kind of what I'm trying to replicate a little bit here on our network. Like, if we're so really passionate about a talent, I want to talk about that. Yeah. And I want to get more people exposed to that talent. So I guess in that aspect, I, I I got a little more admiration and love for Dave Meltzer because of this show, this episode. I never had anything bad. To, I just didn't I mean, like, I guess back in the day, you'd be like, oh, so-and-so is going to be this character. And right. they, I understand in the 80s, maybe that ruffle feathers. But nowadays, it's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I, I think I with the spoiling. star thing, Dave can get a little up his own ass. Yeah, um, especially because people are like, oh yeah, well it's subjective. He's like, well no, actually it's not. This is this is really what yeah. it was. No, Dave, no, no, it's your opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's literally your opinion. It's not like the the here's the the, the rule book for writing a match. Right. Yeah, so it's that that definitely uh, said. But the, the, this Brian Pillman story was. The way they did it was just unbelievable. I'm excited for the next se- this season coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm just I, I I even if you're not a pro wrestling fan, you can watch these and get something from it. And By the way, what did you think of Dave Meltzer's office? Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, it's just always messy. I love how they, they scan the floor and, just and he still have a gi- has a giant CRT monitor from 1988. <laughs> yeah. He still has like five computers. I'm like Dave, you know you could just use one. Yeah, and and on on one of the computers, the first time they show him is the uh, the F4W online message board. Yeah. <laughs> great yeah um but even like with the dark side of the ring like you don't have to be a wrestling fan to watch that and when we do our topics i kind of lean towards where you don't have to be a wrestling fan to hear the story of this person's topic to to listen and you know i i so i i i like it i like it a lot i'm a big fan of what they do over there um it was it's very well made it was fucking moving and it really really uh, it made me really solidify why i liked him as a talent as an as as a person and ability because like he was just fucking he was he he, he went for it man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like he I was never real big in the brian pillman but uh i, I think i liked him when i was like six years old because his name was brian yeah okay he was, like, the underdog yeah, baby I, face i like him because he has money yeah, exactly and i mean like that the, the, the wwe uh documentary have you ever seen that that was yeah the DVD, i had the yeah, DVD. yeah um the fact that with him in Austin, it was really cool to see mm-hmm. the documentary. The how, Hollywood Blondes were the Hollywood great Blondes, tag team. And how Flair kind of was like, man, I like this guy a lot. And he was putting him over. He, Flair was putting him over. Like, I could work 45 minutes with you in the ring and mm-hmm. then go work another 30 with you at the bar. <laughs> like, that was that was kind of cool. One thing they kind of didn't mention that I was surprised they didn't mention was before that, there was a little bit of a downtime for, for Brian Pillman. And it was when Bill Watts was the... They had a WCW before Bischoff came in because Bischoff kind of brought him back with the Hollywood Blondes. But he was kind of, uh, he was a baby face and he was, he, they, had, they had him as like a, kind of an understudy, like stinging those guys. And he was a light heavyweight champion for a while. They brought in Liger. That was Liger's first like US stuff was against Pillman. Bill Watts they opened, came, they opened the first Nitro, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. even before that, they were, did like a show on a Super Brawl in like 1991 or 92. But when Bill Watts came in in, in mid-92, his directive was cut costs. Do whatever he had to do to cut costs. And so he had Brian Pillman, and Brian Pillman was making some big money for, for like a guy who was like a lower card. And he wanted him to take a pay cut, and he was, Pillman was like, no, no. Because again, if you watch that episode, he cared about his kids. He was trying to feed his kids. 
And he's like, no, no, I, I, I have a guaranteed contract. We're like, well, you know, there's going to be issues. I'm not going to push you. And he's like, I will be the highest paid opening match jobber in the history of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking a pay cut. Yeah. yeah and, and he did get buried for a while. And who in the right mind would take a pay cut? You know, like, yeah, I'm making this much. No, I'm not. And, and there is things in there, I guess, in today's time where we over criticize people's judgment calls from 10, 15, 30 years ago. Um, he, he made mistakes when it came to how he treated women and he, how he partied and had three different kids from three yeah, different that women. That was the, the wrestling life back then. And uh, so in that aspect, sure. And, and, and kind of what happened with his first wife was talked about in the documentary, which is really moving, where it's like, man, like she ended up like taking her own life, which yeah, is... I, I never knew that he had a... I just thought he was with that Melanie. Yeah. Um, and, and he kind of showed like, I fucked up. Like I didn't, I, I fucking took, like took someone's life. Like one of my kids now doesn't have a mother and now she doesn't even have a father, you know, and it's kind of crazy to think about that. Um, but through all that, um, his, his, his daughter and his son, not his, his daughter, his daughter that he had first mm-hmm. that he didn't know about for two years, but his other two kids, um, Brian Pillman Jr. Like when, first time I seen him in Haleson, I was like, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like him. I like just... There's there's times where you meet somebody and you're like or you see someone and you're like I I bet you even outside their gimmick they're a good human and I I I always got that vibe from Pillman where he was just very appreciative and he was very really like thankful wherever he was or whatever he was doing and sure he had the name of Pillman but he he realized that he was going to work for every single thing he had and and that kind of was confirmed by PPW staff where they're like, yeah, we went to a pizza shop and he was just like over the moon thankful that we let him wrestle in the ring and like that's just how he carries himself. And I was like, that's good to hear. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And then just hearing of what he went through with his with his dad and his mom and then his, you know, his new stepdad. More so it was just his, his uh, stepdad. Well, I think him and the stepdad and the mom were not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they I mean, when, when Brian was alive, it didn't seem like it wasn't, wasn't pretty good yeah it was good um but then once you know it the, the, when brian when don Senior was when brian, his dad passed away his his life kind of went to shit yeah that's and, and he he got emotional talking about it like i had no fucking place of peace like i my life fucking sucked and that that kid could have t- easily turned down the same exact path of his parents and got a got a drug and alcohol mm-hmm. problem and, and all that and um you'll find out in the documentary with like his sister brian's sister his brian Pillman right. senior sister was a huge impact on those kids lives oh wow and uh and, and Pillman Jr., man, like, if you don't watch that and think, man, I fucking root for this guy for the rest of his career, you're crazy. Like, he's just just an inspiration alone of the fact that he didn't follow those footsteps and he could have easily resented his mother for the rest of his life and said, you did yeah, this and you I, did I that. I probably would have. Right? And he's like, there's no point for that. There's no there's no time for it. Life is too short. I already lost one well, he parent. Said, he said, what, what do I have to gain from yeah, it? Yeah, I have nothing to gain yeah. from it. If, if I turn around and hate my mother for the rest of my life, I already have no father. I might as well make an, an attempt, and that's that, that's that's a big fucking pill to swallow. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and now he's really following in his father's footsteps, but he's doing it with this new age wrestling style now, where it's not the same locker room it was when his dad was there. It's not the same locker room before hit that time. It's a completely different style when you walk in a locker room now, where it's a camaraderie and it's a family, and people legit care about each other. Like if you probably went to a locker room now with a drug or alcohol problem, people would probably call you out on it immediately, and be like, "Let's get you help." Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's it's kind of cool that he's following his dad's footsteps. And because of past discretions of what things like his dad went through and some of these other legends went through where they're no longer with us today because no one was willing to step up and be a friend, this newer locker room has taken this sport and changed it to a point where we're not going to let our friends go down that road anymore. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is kind of cool. You're, you're holding people accountable. If you're not 
a good person in a locker room or you're doing things that people aren't cool with and you're checked and you don't change, you're getting out it and you're getting the fuck out of our locker room, which is kind of a, 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 a yeah. we're not going to have these Brian Pillman stories anymore or these or drug overdose stories. Well, he wasn't a drug overdose, but like stories of wrestlers having these problems where yeah. they're now dead because of this new age wrestling locker room that doesn't want that either. And, and one of the first people I ever remember hearing that from was Kofi Kingston of all people. When Cole Cabana was first starting his podcast around like 2008, 2009, right after he uh, left WWE, Kofi was one of the first people he had on it. This was back when WWE would still let people go on podcasts. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, the old the old guys would talk about how they would just drink all night or do this other stuff. And not even old guys, like Steve Austin would always talk about that. Flair would do it, obviously. Uh, all those guys, even in the 90s. He's like, I go to my hotel room, I talk to my wife for three hours, and I play my PlayStation. Yeah. Like, that was his time after the show yeah because back then like the whole thing was let's let's drink and get drunk and do drugs and fuck horrors yeah. it's mm-hmm. like that with it and then when you're coming in like even if you don't want to do that it's all it's all these people that you want to be a part of so of course you're gonna yeah do what i they think want. The, the worst you're and, and it kind of sucks people people probably still have a couple beers and they may smoke some pot but yeah. no one's banging heroin and smashing yeah. steroids down their throats I mean, you know what i mean you get like, that here and there but like 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 anything but yeah, yeah it's not it's not the accepted like oh here's some and, pills, and it's not even you know? forced on you like yeah you know what I mean? back then it kind of was it's yeah. like okay we're gonna drive the next town and we're gonna drink the whole way like now yeah. people are like are you fucking crazy you don't drink and drive yeah. <laughs> like we're not gonna fucking drink and drive I'm like yeah it's and i like that because i don't want to see these fucking people die at young ages you know all of my yeah, most of my favorite wrestlers are fucking dead Brian Pillman was 35 that's horrible crazy it's fucking terrible wow and if if you know they talk about the documentary if he was never in that car accident what if yeah like what if and there's two people they they, it was kind of eerie that they were kind of both showing at the same time like if the steroid use and that stuff wasn't so rampant and 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 which causes horrible heart conditions and mm-hmm. everything like that, but or like even like the Owen Hart tragedy. Could you imagine like ten years when wrestling was in that little bit of a slump? If we had Owen and Eddie, and I Pilman, think Owen would have been retired, but and and, Pil- yeah. and Pillman around at that time. Pillman would have definitely been retired by then. Uh, but it, but I'm just saying, like the, if if that if that time where he wasn't had that slump, yeah, he would have still like. I don't know. Like, I, I, wrestling, the wrestling landscape would probably they, be they a lot different. They all probably would have been dead. Uh, well, not dead. They would have been done by that point. Yeah. Like, but the, they would have been huger stars. Yeah. But bigger, that, bigger that new there. generation of talent was starting to come in where they would have had a, to work with them at their tail end of their careers. And it would have been exciting to see. Yeah. 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 I, I, would, I would much rather see him as world champion, though, than work with some new young. Punk, yeah. But. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just sad. But, it, the, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel is like just. Just rooting for his kid, and yeah. if you are interested, I know I did. Um, there is Brian, Brian Pillman merchandise now available on Pro Wrestling Tees. Oh, um, I got I got the loose cannon shirt, and they also have one where it's like his old school shirt where it was him with that symbol. No, that four, four yeah, yeah, the, like, that oh, four was a really cool four. Yeah, and then his son Brian Pillman Jr. uses a modified version of that four. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's 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 neat. It's kind of cool to to that not only are is Dark Side of the Ring telling these stories. Um, not so much to capitalize on pain and suffering, but kind of be like, let's make a change type deal. And it's that's not, kind it's of not the, a hit piece either. No, it's I mean, not. Sometimes, I mean, but it's if it is, then the person deserves it. But I mean, absolutely, it's not. yeah. 
So it was it was a great documentary. Definitely check it out. Check out the past episodes. I do. Yeah, a on YouTube it will come to like I think each one is like forty five or forty six. Yeah, minutes. they're they're easy watches. And if you have Peacock, and I I don't know if these shows are on Peacock or not because I know I haven't I haven't really tried to look at it that I, much. I haven't used. Peacock I, once. I watched uh, WrestleMania and I watched the Austin Jericho interview and that's okay. been about it. I was trying to watch because remember how I told you I was I was going back and watching yeah. WCW that has come to a complete halt because I can't, uh, you can't really do it. I heard the interface is not there. It's, it's horrible. Because I was going to say, I would recommend uh, two shows you can watch if they're available. Old school Pillman, uh, Super Brawl 2, Pillman and Jushin Liger. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wrestle War 91 was my favorite. Uh, they just did Blood and Guts on AEW. It's war games. Yeah. And my favorite war games ever was uh, it was Flair, Larry Zabisco subbing for Aaron Anderson, Sid and Barry Windham against Sting Pillman and the Steiners, and Brian Pillman is the focal point of the match. Nice. And it is, in my opinion, and this is a, a big stretch maybe, the best WCW match ever. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, here's the kilowatt. He's with us. Beep, beep, beep. Get him in here. There <laughs> he <is. laughs> I got frozen. <laughs> yeah. um, we were just talking about Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, we're just closing Did up Did you get a it. chance to watch the Brian Pillman episode yet? I watched um, probably a quarter of it when it was on YouTube, like a pre, pre-screener. Okay. They are both on the Vice's official YouTube page, uh, part one and part two. Well, you can kind of talk about this a little bit. What was Pillman Jr. like at PPW? He's a freaking sweetheart. I got to pick him up and hang out with him. We went to lunch together. Uh, I sound like we dated. He's not, <laughs> he's not CC Boost. Um no, uh, he he was he was just a really nice guy. Um, I think I wouldn't say he's necessarily a quiet guy, but I think he was just really tired. Um, but yeah, we went down to a spot in Hazleton called the. It was something. It was like a lunch spot, and they had like chili dogs. It was like their <laughs> thing. But uh, yeah, no, good dude. Just yeah. all around we, great guy. We were, we're essentially saying that what this kid went through. Uh, it's a miracle he didn't follow down that same path as his mother or getting into a drug abuse or something because just mentally he was so 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 mm-hmm. tortured uh and it's like you know what i mean like he, he kind of broke down the documentary and talks about it but just the fact that he uh he wants to follow in his father's footsteps and, and all that stuff i'm not going to reiterate it for the people who just listen but just yeah. someone who's very grateful of what he does and everything um, i feel like as somebody who's been through not the exact same situation but a very similar situation with like abuse and drugs people, people and have been that. through less and have gone down worse paths um, you know well yeah but like i think for somebody to take that as a an experience of what not to be and what mm-hmm. not to do right yeah. um but then there's also the kind of part of the story where it's you know you can understand like where chris benoit's family is like i'm never getting into wrestling but he's like you know what I, eventually i found wrestling and it's it, it is my calling i understand that too yeah you know that's really cool right before we get off the subject i want to pull one thing up from twitter um that i found because after I watched the documentary, I I was I'm always honest. I was moved. I thought it was very well done. I thought it was so inspirational, um, and I wanted to. I tweeted. I actually tweeted out Brian Pillman Jr. and I tweeted out um, Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side yes. of the Ring, and just said, "Hey, thank you so much. Like what you're doing is fucking amazing." Um, but Brian. Brian Pillman Jr. tweeted this out. He said, uh, growing up, I felt like I had no family at all, and that was until I decided to venture into the uh, wide world of professional wrestling. To everyone at AEW, MLW, and every indie promotion in between, thank you. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for being my family. And uh, that was 
kind of a fucking cool thing to hear. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's mm-hmm. he, he's gone through so fucking much, and just the fact that he's even in this business um, is cool. And I and Bully Ray tweeted back of a picture of them two nose to nose and just like a heart. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like everyone he's worked yeah. with has reached back out to him. Like keep doing what you're doing, kid. You I, know. I remember him telling me that he was so surprised that PPW would bring him in for a second time or even a third and a fourth. And he lost both matches. Uh, I would have had to win all of them. He he was so grateful. And, and, you know, it's no, I don't care if it's a secret or not. He came in at a very cheap and a very humble price. Uh, The dude obviously has name power, but he was in his first year of professional wrestling, but his name got him really quickly to MLW and the whole heart, heart foundation thing that they were doing. Uh, but he didn't let any of that go to his head. He didn't play by his namesake. Like he, he, he put in the work, you know, interesting thing for him as well. So he's coming up in the business. He's taking whatever he gets offered because he wants to get those reps and he wants to do thing. Mm-hmm. And another person he teamed up with a lot in the indie scene was somebody who a lot of people wouldn't touch a lot of people that wouldn't go near kind of almost like not in the same aspect of like his dad kind of built a reputation. We're like, ah, do we, I know his his popularity can get me seen, but is he worth the risk? And that was kind of like an Enzo. And he, he traveled with Enzo for a while there, just working matches with him just to get in the door of a promotion, just to get a match. And that was somebody that Enzo was like, I won't work with any else, anybody else but yeah. Brian. You know what I mean? And That's that was, not who I thought you were going to... I thought you were going to bring up Teddy. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did Teddy, but he also did a lot with Enzo. If you look at a lot mm-hmm. of Enzo's matches after he left WWE, all, most of them are all worked with Brian Pillman yeah. Jr., yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's shift gears here a little bit. Let's go. I don't. They didn't announce what the next episode is, though, did they? Warrior, I, I think. Oh, is, it? is that the next one? I don't know be. if they. I don't. They didn't think they officially said what the next one is. That one's uh, on the block. The Jake Roberts one. Uh, Nick Gage. For the, there's six, and then there's a break, and then we're gonna do six more. Yeah. So, like Luna Vashon's in the second half. FMW's oh, in the second half. XPW's in the second half. There's so much I want to learn more about her. So, I was always a huge fan of Luna. I don't know much about she Luna. Was cool. I just remember I did, I did, being I, on TV. But she I caught my attention TV. every time. I, I've gotten to meet her once. She was awesome. Just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to all the uh, playing right from hell's in the second half. I believe so. the next episode may be Nick Gage. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Nice. Already. Oh, that's Yeah, exciting. and then Collision in Korea would be after that. All right. Cool. Well, I'm pretty sure they filmed the Nick Gage one because I've seen like the voiceovers Moxley's done for Yeah. Him. They said they Nick Gage played himself. They filmed everything like for interview wise. They just have to do like you know how they do reenactments. Yeah. They do some of that and editing for the last Dude, the people six who they get to, to play like I know you don't see their face, but you mm-hmm. just kind of see like enough. The the people who they get to do that is fucking unbelievable. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're way off. Like yeah. the the Eric Bischoff in the in the Pillman one looked horrible. I'm like, yeah. That the guy who looked Bishop the, the Pillman one looked good. The guy who he looked Pillman. good. Yeah, Steve Austin was a little too muscular. I was like, it looks more like Goldberg. Yeah. But, uh, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's real bad. Yeah. But hey, that's you know part of the show. Yeah, but overall documentary series. If you want to oh, check it out, great. please do. It's so good. So so good. Um, all right. Well, let's shift gears here. So if you want to move on to people to be proud of and to be happy for and to congratulate. Daniel Bryan. Uh, well, yeah, he's a free agent. I was going to go more toward the Super 8 okay. that just happened over the weekend. Let's talk about it. And uh, mm. Mr. Ulala winning the ECWA yeah. Unified <laughs> I, I wrestled title. Mr. Ulala once. It's cool because I seen him when I was 14 at ECW. <laughs> In <laughs> Oregsburg, so so I'm gonna keep stealing stuff from the the Miranda Friends podcast, but the <laughs> the winner, the winner of Super Eight, Killian, 
uh, says flat out, he goes, I stole most of what I do is because of Mr. Ulala. So he was oh, very happy. That, and, and Darius Carter. Yes. Yeah. So he was like, it was very cool to have uh, an appearance with him at a show. So not only does uh, he kind of, uh, he kind of got to the end of the beginning there and yeah. saying Killing and Killian won, <laughs> uh, but the uh, they did have obviously eight people. It's the Super Eight, and Camp Leapfrog very well represented and very well represented forward in the tournament. If yeah. you look at the people who win in the first round, a very good professional wrestler wins in the first round. Killian McMurphy wins in the first round. Matt Mikowski wins in the first yeah. round. As as a fan, I was kind of like, I hope one or maybe two lose, right, <laughs> early. Just so, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to, like, pick your favorite kid, yeah. you know? And then all three of them just do what they do, and you're like, oh, fuck. And then Devin Storm, <laughs> yeah, uh, something, for, something for Ricky Morton gets a win, too. Yeah. Crowbar. Yeah, Devin, uh, Devin Crowbar Storm. And then a uh, very good professional wrestler beats Matt Mikowski. Killian beats uh, Devin Storm. And in your main event, uh, unfortunately, there is an injury to mm. a very good professional wrestler. But Killian McMurphy is your Super 8 champion. Very inter- I'd be very interested to hear. And I know it's as a story that maybe not wouldn't get out because I know some people like to keep, they want to keep kayfabe mm-hmm. and they don't want to say everything. But like, how do you feel? Like, obviously you're happy to win, but like on that, ter- you know, on those yeah. terms, you know. Um, One thing I do want to say really quickly, and I know they don't, they're out of New Jersey now. I think it's very cool that a guy from Delaware won the Super 8 because that was a Delaware promotion forever. Yeah. Very happy. I've, I've, um, and I'm not just saying this because he won the Super 8. I, I have been very high on Killian since the moment I've, I've seen yeah, him. Yeah, I, I, that, I, think he's great i i, I remember i remember talking to you i was like uh, whoever fuck that guy is i fucking love him yeah. he's so good i think the night we i seen him was at an outbreak show it was the one where he wrestled ace austin okay so already he's wrestling ace austin and everyone the buzz is oh this guy is probably his last independent show he's he's, he's moving up like that was like the buzz you know right. what i mean and he was defending his title that night which was super exciting and that's in that same show you were uh, i forget what show it was so. it was the one in that really really small gymnasium like really small. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in Birdsboro. Okay. Yeah, in, yeah, Birdsboro. Yeah. And uh, and Ace Austin wrestled Killian. And I remember after the show, I was like, I don't know who this Kill- Killian is, but he's unbelievable. Right. Like just his character work. He was so good. Had a great look. I just, I everything about him, I fell in love with. And I just became a fan ever since. And then he made a couple more outbreak appearances. Um, I watched him a lot online. Yep. And then he finally he got he he shows up at PPW, and I pull you, and I'm like this fucking guy like yeah. i'm like we're interviewing him i'm talking to him like i can't believe he's here and like no one cares like to me yeah just uh, because of that that seminar there was a day of the billy gunn seminar yeah. so there's just people wrestlers just hanging out in the bleachers uh they're gonna be in the rumble later that might not necessarily be ppw regular so we got a chance to talk to a lot of them we got to talk to him ian bush yeah uh, yeah, that was that was a good time. I, I even went to you. I was like, "Fucking Killian's in the bleachers." They're fucking Killian McMurphy. Like, I, I was like stoked. I was like, and no one. I was like, why does no one care right now? That guy's a fucking star. Like, and, and then later that him. night, uh, him and Andy. Uh, uh, well, Andy's mm-hmm. one. He's two. And then they're both there at the toward the very end too. Which is very fitting because if there's two people that deserved it, it was definitely used to, right. to to be the Iron Man. Um, he you you have him by a couple seconds. Yeah, you know, <laughs> by a little bit. Yeah, but. Just I, I wish nothing but best for that guy. Fucking huge fan, and uh, just the Goon Squad, the Camp Lee Frog Goon Squad, and 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 actually that night at PBW it's the first time we met uh, Dust Big Dust. Yeah. yeah, and and every time there's a Camp Lee Frog thing, I will like message to him like 
Big Dust is so great. Yeah. <laughs> He's so goddamn entertaining. He, it's hard not to fall in love with Dust. But yeah, so Killing Gwazal gets a chair, sits in the ring, and I guess something they call it. So I guess they're saying he, he snapped his ankle in a few spots. Yeah. Pretty bad ankle yeah, injury. Yeah, broke his ankle in three places. Yeah. So. so he already got surgery and, uh, you know, already off the healing up. So yeah. Sucks, man. Like, yeah, I'll be I, out for a while. I, I wish, I hope nothing but the best for him. He's, he, he is exactly what his name is. He's a very good professional wrestler. And I figured to say the best. The he, best yeah, the he best. is. He is the best. The best. The best. Um, so we wish him a speedy recovery and hope he bounces back. But huge congratulations, nonetheless, to uh, Killian for uh, winning and, the and Super Eight. Such a bittersweet way to do it because it's 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 a brotherhood, and then yeah, you're happy you had this big moment. Then yeah, this guy yeah. You, you work with is yeah is down and out. And then, like I said, it pretty much came down to, you know, who was the fourth guy? I forget. The fourth guy. Devin Storm. Devin Storm. But, I mean, top three were all. Devin Storm and, and three Camp Leapfrog guys uh, in the semifinals. Yeah. I love that. Matt Mikowski. I, I want to be in the Super 8. I'd love that. I'll, I'll lose the first round. Don't matter me. Put your name out there, man. <laughs> hey, could I be in the Super 8? Um, no. Email people. Be like, hey, fucking book me. Oh, that don't. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> great, yeah. Um, Create a bunch of fake emails yeah. as fans. If anyone's like, listening that's a wrestler, Hitter. don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Trust me. Quite a few people aren't getting booked on LeapFrog for putting their names out there with our, our uh like on tweets like oh, like oh you should book me you should book me yeah like no, don't do that wrestling people yeah. don't don't do yeah. that it's do that behind the scenes don't like because like to say oh if i do this publicly that means they have okay. to no they don't yeah in if fact you, that's gonna do the work the opposite like getting into if, a video game if well, you're yeah. like um like an effie or or like somebody big right and you do that sure the promotion might be flattered but like when you're just a regular guy, don't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough thing. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. It's tough because you want if you want to show interest that you want to be on someone's show, but you don't also can't always stay silent and just hope it comes to you but, as well. There's there's a way uh, to do it with well, tech. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Again, you like like, like the promoter. Yeah. Like I would love to have. Are you talking about there? And you do it all behind us. You don't have to do it for public display. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- I, mm. There you go. Not public display, but you, you definitely want to reach out to people and say that. Yeah. Put interest. In, like. I mean, yeah. Like what you do would be an honor to work there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want people on the podcast, but then sometimes I'm like, well, I don't want to bug them. Maybe they'll just ask. No one's gonna fucking ask because they're probably thinking the same thing. Like, well, I want to be on their podcast, but I'm waiting for them to ask me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it could be one of those deals where you want each other. You you both want the same thing. The guy and the girl like each other. No one asks. But they're not. They're not. They're <laughs> not putting the pieces together. So do you want to book me? Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe. Yes. No. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna come up and throw back at him. I'm gonna make a gif that literally says, "Do you want to be on the podcast? Yes. No. Or maybe." And then just send. Get a DMs. bunch of babies. Like, I know I don't know what to do, <laughs> and just slide it into people's DMs. Oh boy, there's I mean, there's a few people I reached out to, and I get no response, and that happens, yeah. and I, I don't take offense to it. It just because I, I look at I, I look at me as like, uh, who the fuck am I? I'm just a fucking mm-hmm. stupid ass podcast. It happens. You know, oh people, that's the the way of the world right now. People when they they feel it's better to not reply than to say no. Yeah. And that's fine too. I, I you know it's 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 a tricky tricky situation, but yeah. Um, anything else for Super Eight? Uh, that was pretty much it for the Super 8. And usually uh, it's just the, 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 the tournament big, itself. The big, big news in wrestling this week, uh, probably Daniel Bryan, Bryan Ooh. Danielson, a free agent. Mm-hmm. With no, no, what does that mean? With no no complete compete clause. It means, does it mean he's going to be going to camp? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he may know quite a few people. He might yes. have it in. So uh, officially, officially, unofficially, 
I'm, I'm, I'm not. Would you guys shit yourself if he fucking was just there? Do you guys? Yeah, it's like, like, oh, there's, there's, uh, there's Danielson. <laughs> You're like, hey, we're gonna have. <laughs> what are you doing? It don't matter. What are you guys? We're gonna, put, we're, we're gonna put Brian in a in a in a damn like a tadpole match. <laughs> what's yeah. gonna happen? Well, I already told Alex. I said, what you be uh, American Dragon against Dragon Dragon? <laughs> yeah. No, what's gonna happen <laughs> is they're gonna have these two like people in costumes there all day, and it's gonna be a guy in a gorilla suit and a gr- guy in a goat suit, and at the very very end, they're like, we're gonna have a goat versus a gorilla, and then they're gonna to get in and put on this five star match at the very end they're gonna take their costumes off and it's gonna be Joe and fucking and Daniel Bryan. The best is they, they don't take it off till after the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, like when, uh, which one was Necro Butcher, Colt Cabunny or CP Monk? Yeah he was CP Monk. That's right. Uh they said <laughs> Necro Butcher is uh I just seen a tweet. He he was going through uh I'm think oh no uh is it Necro Butcher that was going through cancer stuff? No. No who was the other the the old the old school guy something butcher Abdullah the Butcher? No, I seen a tweet that said something about someone, news to me. someone being cancer free. Yeah, this is news to me. Necro Butcher, as far as I know, never had uh, cancer. Yeah. He's also not an old school guy. Oh, uh, maybe this is an older guy. Let me... <laughs> He's just an old guy. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Just not old school. I, I've seen it. I'm, he was like a, a deathmatch guy. He was in CCW and Ring of Honor. Yeah, this is this is me having no experience with certain things. I apologize. I just seen. But yeah, da- uh, Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson now, I would assume. I, I, I would think he's going to take a break for a little bit, and then he'll show up somewhere. Yeah, there's rumors that like, WWE is putting on the full-court press to re-sign him. Oh, of course. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, but it seems like if he let his contract run out, he might have designs on maybe going somewhere. Yeah, he did have a list where people he wanted to wrestle. And I, I know for a while he was Okada. talking about Arena Mexico. Yeah. And doing like me, I, I this was back when he was retired. Yeah, he wanted to do a hair match. Oh, okay. In, in, he went to lose his hair in Arena Mexico. He grow it out and lose it. And he want, he really wants to wrestle Jonathan Gresham. So. Oh wow. Yeah, I said. Oh, uh, very cool. Yes, yeah, so that'd be awesome. In Ring of Honor, he was for show up in the fucking pure tournament. Yeah, Can that'd you imagine. be cool. That's what ROH needs a crowd for that man. And they need a crowd and they need to buy the rights to the final count. Yeah, just buy it. Even if it didn't. <laughs> so for that Claire's night. got the money. Yeah. If Tony Khan can buy the Pixie song, yeah, and, and then Jungle Boy and, and uh, Tarzan music. Boy, Sinclair can buy the final count. Yes, at least for one night. <laughs> yeah, I'm not finding the post, unfortunately. And then they they have to wait till there's a crowd again. They have to put those metal boards. Oh, so they can bang on that the the, the can, metal. You're, you're gonna get your things. fucking head kicked yeah. in. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't know any of this, Tony. Yeah, they used to do yeah. that. When whenever Brian Danielson would wrestle, the crowd would yell, "You're gonna get your fucking head kicked in," and then they'll go. Yeah, do that clap. Oh, I love it. It was awesome. So uh, I don't know. I, I'm I excited. Going, I'm I, going through this page. I hope he doesn't go back to WWE just because I want to see. I'm all trying to think matches. of any other butchers. There was Brutus Beefcake, but you wouldn't call him the butcher. Yeah, there was yeah. Butcher, butcher. Vashon, who I believe might be dead. Um, I'm not sure. I, I was just Abdul the butcher. Abdul the butcher should be dead. I'm high. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, here, I'll just go through, go through, quick go through some news here. Eva Marie is back. Yes. That's exciting. Oh, great. Uh, mm, AW had gigantic ratings. They were number one in all of cable TV yeah, uh, from 18 to 49 that? on Wednesday night. Yeah, what was it, 1.4? Uh, it was a 0.41, yeah. 18 to 49, but over just over a million viewers. Yeah, that's great. Uh, besides Daniel Bryan, the other big news in wrestling, uh, Jinder Mahal is back, ladies and oh, gentlemen, yeah. with a new stable. On main event, stop the presses. Yeah. Did he ever leave? Yeah, he had he had an injury. Oh, yeah, he blew his ACL. I think he was gone for almost a year. I don't, I don't care. Put, put that in the same uh, category. But he doesn't have the Sing right? Brothers anymore. He has those other guys that were those in oh Bashir in the share in the share. What were they called? The one man Bollywood band. Yeah, the uh, the two guys that got kicked out of NXT because they they gave away the ending to the Keith Lee match. <laughs> yeah, yeah remember they? that? 
when Keith Lee beat Adam Cole for the title, uh, one of them, I guess, shared the celebrate a picture of the celebration, and that's how everybody knew Keith Lee was going to win. Oh, no. Yeah. And they never used them again <laughs> on NXT. I mean, why would you post that? Yeah. Um, Maybe that show was live. <laughs> we taped it at 2 in the afternoon. So, Blood and Guts happened. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, fans uh, a little upset they because they paid to be in attendance to watch an hour of footage on the titantron which mm-hmm. from what i've been hearing is also it was on their ticket sub saying that that was going to be the case yeah they i think they even said you're coming in for one match like yeah i thought they talked to, i thought they were talking about the tv show i'm like they're gonna do a two-hour match that's what i thought too and then the, the week before they're announcing like oh like cody and qt marshall I'm like oh they are doing ma- other matches yeah because even i remember hearing yeah there's gonna only gonna be one match but I guess that was for the live crowd, but mm. yeah, and people, people are like, don't pay well, attention. Well, they should have raised the cage. Well, they can't because there's not a ceiling. Yeah. So they're not going to bring in a crane right. just to raise a cage for an hour. You know, that's that's pointless. So I don't know. And then they did offer full refunds if you wanted one. So Which, I mean, just fucking go enjoy it. There's not, yeah, there's nothing to argue about. That. Um, overall, I thought it was a good show. Yeah, um, I even thought the Blood and Guts match was good in the ending. Yeah, yeah ending was a little flat. But uh, the match itself was very good, and I thought Sammy was the star of it. When yeah, Terminator and that that Spanish fly the, when they both up on the rope. Nasty cut insane. off his arm. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how he got that. Yeah, um, FTR was bleeding like crazy. They were all fucking bleeding like psychos. Um, but Jericho takes a uh, takes a bump off the top of the cage through uh, through a crash pad, and of course he went through a fucking crash pad. Yeah, like wh- who wouldn't? Why Why would you Maybe want Darby him Allen? Not? Yeah, l- listen, I love Darby. Darby got thrown down the steps. Yeah, I, I respect Darby Allen. I think Darby Allen is a talent. But once again, I'll say it here. Darby Allen scares the fuck out of me because he's that Chris guy. Chris Jericho's also a 50-year-old man. Yeah. yeah. Darby Allen's that guy where it's like, the day's going to come where you're going to break your fucking neck. And people are like, oh, my God. I'm like, what do you mean, oh, my God? You see oh, the stupid like, stuff I, he's willing I, to I do? I can't wrestle anymore when I'm 32. Yes. I and I don't I don't want that for anybody. As someone who walks around with joint pain, I don't. You for my entertainment, you do not have to throw yourself down a set of concrete stairs. I'm, I'm glad Jericho used the crash pad. I wish they would have shot it better. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I and wish they would have put some more production into it. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't make steel diamond plate padding or diamond plate look like it crushes like con like cardboard. You know what right. I mean? Um, but at the end of the day, and they should have painted the other, uh, underside of it, and they should have shot it from a lower angle. Yeah. There's some things like he should have fell through more. Yeah, so yeah. He yeah. Didn't, yeah it, it's a, I, I'd rather have that happen than what happened when that Matt Hardy same exactly. match where Hardy's head bonked off the concrete. Yeah, yeah. I, I be safe. I don't want I don't want my favorite wrestlers fucking dying or breaking their neck or I don't not being able to rest. Favorite wrestlers break. I don't want anyone yeah. getting hurt. Exactly. So. In one side, like in one thing, is like, well, Darby Allen's willing to get thrown down concrete stairs. To me, I think that's stupid. Sorry, it's stupid. I'd rather see fucking cardboard's diamond steel plate before I see a guy legit take a bump down concrete we're, stairs. We're never going to see Mick Foley, a guy really getting thrown off a cell again. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not. Gonna I have happen. no problem seeing him getting thrown down the stairs. Camera cut. He's laying at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Fine with that. You're not impressing me, Darby Allen, by fucking almost killing yourself. If anything, please stop doing that because I want you to stay around longer. You know what I mean? Like when they do stupid bumps, I'm like, you don't have to do that. When he took that power bomb inside that that body bag, yeah, to the to the. Whatever you want, ramp. Yeah, it's like, yeah I was like, what? stop, stop, yeah. please stop. You're going to get hurt, and I don't want that. <laughs> you know, like I, I like you enough. I don't want you not to be around. Um, but and yeah, it's, the, and it's funny because I just thought of it. They could have. I wonder why they didn't gimmick it. Be, maybe because this this was such a close call. If you remember, and it sucks because who was in the match about a year ago when Moxley was a champion and they had the match with Brody Lee. They went through the stage. It was on, I think, uh, Double or Nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And one of them almost hit their head on the part that wasn't Moxley. gimmicked, Moxley. So maybe that's why they wanted even more of a protection there, because yeah. that would have been great if you just had a normal-looking stage, and then Jericho goes through. Yeah, that would have just like ECW with Taz and Bam Bam. Yeah, because right? yeah, the first time they go through the ring, the second time they go through the uh, the ramp. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, it does not bother me. At the end of the day, I still know it's professional wrestling, and you have to suspend disbelief. And if it makes someone There's not safe, many people that would fall off the top, of yeah, the even onto a crash. Bike. Exactly. So it, the fact that he's willing to even do that at his age for the entertainment, just, just you right over mm-hmm. there. Let's scratch it. Hey, can microphone. you hear? It? Yeah, you yeah. can hear that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was trying to shift it. No, that's but right. I was doing it quietly. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a um, but yeah, I think overall it was a fun show. I was excited. I thought the match was really good. Um, what else? I, I, I like that Miro came out and cut that promo. I thought that was very yeah. good. And I hope he beats Darby Allen for the title. I believe he will. And oh, I, I, I also believe that. Uh, oh yeah, that does. I seen that. That's crazy. I also believe that uh, Orange Cassidy is going to be your number one contender. It mm. seems. Yeah, I think so too. After that promo, how could you not? Just, unfortunately, he's not going to win it. No. no, Kenny shouldn't lose the title. Yeah, but yeah, Kenny shouldn't lose right now anyway. Anybody interested in a? Free Free Austin Aries NXT card. Ooh, how about it? <laughs> I know someone. I know someone who would be interested in it. Trash. Oh yeah. I, 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 you know what you should do with that, Alex. You know what you should do with that. You should draw a little mask on him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like a COVID mask. Yeah, mask. I'm just send it to him. Uh, we also find out that um, Big Cass dating. Um, nah, I don't care. Dating. Um, what's her name from? I mean, AEW? I don't. Nothing against Big Cass. I, that's not wrestling news. Yeah, but dating a girl on AEW, so maybe uh, that it's can open AEW. a door. Uh, Who is it? Yeah, she's DDP's a, daughter. Yeah, she's part of the broadcast team. Is she? Yeah, she's done like backstage. Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, I thought you'd been like a wrestler. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. I was no, like, wait a minute, what? He's dating uh, with a, um, what's her name? Chick from GoPro? Yeah, D- Lexi? D- 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 um, DDP's daughter. Her name's Lexi. Lexi Nair. Oh. Yeah. I guess that makes a lot of sense. She was down there. So. Didn't he Didn't he just get, like, he made a debut? and Impact. Impact, yeah. yeah. He's W. Morrissey. Yeah. Not a great name. Yeah, I was going to say, terrible name. Like, uh, you said it before in one of our shows. Just because it's your real name? Doesn't mean you should yeah. use it in the ring. Yeah. yeah, like I often say, there's gross catering. Um, That's not a good name. SmackDown tonight went with the or the circles, oh, the ovals, okay. the ovals. Yeah, nice. I, I, I said that playset as a kid. Yeah, but yeah, W. Morrissey, not a good name. Just be big cash. There you go. It's no compete clause for Daniel Bryan as well. So yeah, I said that. Uh, maybe AEW's first live show. He shows yeah. up. I know. If, if you do a thing where Kenny beats Orange Cassidy, whoever, and then. Tony Khan buys the right. Yeah, he buys the right. Hey, that would be that would be some business. If you're gonna spend money to get anybody, come on, Daniel Bryan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, Jordan Grace just uh, signed a new multi-year deal with Impact. Really? Yeah. That's a little surprising. There's nobody short of like The Rock, CM Punk, Steve Austin that you could get that could be Daniel Bryan level for AEW. Yeah. Here's a, a report. Uh, take it at you will. It's being reported that a lot of female talents who have been at AEW Dark have been at WWE tryouts for the past couple of days. Um, reports some of these names are Tisha Price, who has been used as a jobber for WWE a couple of times in the past, has been getting a lot of. Uh, I got a tryout due through due through the uh, AEW at the pandemic. Also, uh, Alexa Garcia, who has been uh, in, has been a spot in AEW regular. Uh, and it is she's a relationship a with. Lot of she's dating Scorpio Sky. Oh. Other names have uh, are also Ava Everett of Limitless Wrestling, uh, Natalia Markovo from Shine. Yeah, Ava Everett's uh, August Gray or Anthony Green's girlfriend as well. So yeah, and he's already there. 
They said there's 12 other in total, but none of the names have been announced yet. Oh, well, yeah, a lot. Wonder of if anybody we know. They look at a lot of people at Dark. You said female Thompson. Like, Willow? Did Willow get yeah, a Maybe out? Willow got a tryout. Let's hope Willow. Well, she was just on Dark what, last week. Yeah. 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 She was in the crowd during WrestleMania weekend and then her oh, okay. the match. Alex, yeah. uh, Alex Grassi has been on Dark a lot. Like, yeah, I'm way not back. familiar with any of the, the girls on Dark. Um, and then Boshamania got shut down. Um, but it just literally within seven hours ago said it is back up. Yes. Yeah. Some of Why the- did it get shut down? Because Ivy Lee reported them. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, fuck her. Um, no, I think they I were. Actually, I got to assume. Oh, I think they got reported by. Um, they they AEW. the rumor was AW, but a lot of those companies like that will have a third party that monitors like social media and things like that for piracy. And it seems like AW, like Cody and some other people, were very instrumental in getting them back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it's great publicity, whether it's botching or not. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're still getting fans for your product. Like, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I gotta watch that match now. I don't check that out now. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. Go. Yeah, it made me want to watch the fucking match where I've least no sold your girl. What's her name? Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. Yeah. yeah. Of all the people to know, so the one that fights MMA. Yeah, like, like what if she just because when she did it, I was just like, ooh, like she was just yeah. like this. Yeah, oh, she was such a cunt. Dude, could you man. imagine if fucking Thunder just put her in a rear I naked? Wish he did. I wish just she did. I wish she beat the shit out of her. You're going to sleep for real. It's like <laughs> I would not fuck like with when, Thunder Rosa. When when you have problems everywhere you go, it's not everywhere you go's fault. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. When AW fired what three people so far, and you're one of them. Good. Finally, she didn't seem like that much of a problem on Tough Enough. No. But yeah, who knows? What's the next no stomach? Uh do we have anything else? The forty-five minute match. Yes, yesterday yes. at uh, Japan. at the Wrestling Dentaku. Will Will Osprey defending against Shingo? It, it was awesome. Forty-five minutes long. What did they get stars 40- wise? I think Big Dave gave it six. Six stars. Six. Big yes. Dave loved six it. Stars. Now it was really good. I don't know if I. I, I it was a five stars. Yeah. So uh, Kevin Kelly, the commentator, said it was the the greatest match he's ever commentated. He's Ooh. like he's like we are prisoners of the moment, but I think this is the greatest match I've ever commentated. Yeah. It was very very good. So if you have New Japan World, watch that match because it, it was it was it was great. Yeah. And Will Ospreay keep, keeps the title. Yeah. And he goes on, he's going to defend against Okada whenever that show is going to happen. Maybe Okada takes it, and then Okada and Kenny. No, it's gonna happen. No, that New Japan title is gonna Kenny's gonna go for it. I not He's not, not gonna win it. Yeah, I don't think anytime soon. Yeah, no, that that's a long ways away. Yeah, yeah. We, that, well, not until Japan gets. Well, we are Pennsylvania. We'll say Pennsylvania um, is saying by the end of this month. We can have a hundred percent capacity for indoor. Yeah, events. I think it's the twenty first or something like that. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Um, it's some. Yeah, but like, the requirement pe- is seventy percent of adults have to be vaccinated. Oh, okay. But like, like you think how much we're all vaccinated? So yeah. like, Pennsylvania is doing pretty good with the vaccines. So. I think I think I'm I'm very proud of Pennsylvania. I, mm-hmm. I obviously I do know a lot of people who are against it, and that's your prerogative. You 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 know do what you have yeah, to if do. You don't want to get it, don't get it. Um, according to this, capacity restrictions on bars, restaurants, and indoor and outdoor gatherings will go away on May thirty first. Oh, May thirty first. Yeah. Okay. So indoor events can start happening at 100% capacity mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania starting June in June, yeah, in June, June. So that's very, very exciting for places like High Tension and places like uh, PPW <laughs> and Outbreak <laughs> and all these well, other promotions. Well, places like PPW, it's still school, so that's yeah. why they're having yeah. Uh, and and not that anybody asked me, but it, with the if you, it seems like right now anybody that wants a vaccine can get one. Yeah. So how, how long did that match go, by the way? 40, 45, 45 minutes, minutes about. So the independent wrestling match between Wheeler Yuta and Lee Moriarty for the title 
uh, last night at Beyond went 52 plus minutes. Wow. wow. I have to go watch that show. Did you watch it yet? I did. I watched it live. It was really good. Masha had a good match with uh, what's your name from uh, Impact. Uh, wears like a like a weird warrior fairy outfit. Yeah. Uh, blonde chick. Oh, uh, Kimberly. Yeah, Kimberly. 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 Yeah. Very, uh, very fun match there. Former uh, that yeah. other company we won't say his yeah, name. Yeah, and she was Abby Lath in uh, NXT for a hot minute. Yeah. Oh, this is the Patreon show. Former Chikara champion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you can say it. You could have said yeah, it. Yeah, we could. It was a joke. It was a running gag at some it's, point. It's kind of fun. Chikara. Yeah. That's why I said Andy treated Chakra. Yeah. Chakra. <laughs> Chakra. Ah, ah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, anyone have anything else they want to talk about wrestling wise? Uh, yeah, I can run down that Beyond show here really quick. I'm just trying to pull it up here because there was a lot of uh, Camp Leapfrog talent. Unfortunately, a lot of them also there. There, there did was not a win. crazy table spot that that is to be seen. It was a very small. I love table. the promo. T- the promo work for that show. Whoever did the graphic for that did really, really well. Where it looked like a Super oh, Nintendo. It looked like all like Super Nintendo stuff. Oh, and because uh, it's called Project Reality, which was the code name for the Nintendo 64. Yeah, yeah, about that. Um, real quick too, are we allowed to say who does the graphics for Leapfrog? Absolutely. Well, it's I in mean, the credits. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know if we use her shoot name or not, but either way, oh, gonna, I, was, I would say use the real name, but or not the real yeah. name. Use the use the rest. Of everybody's the name. name. Everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kaya yes, has been doing the Kaya. the graphics for Leapfrog, oh, okay. and she does all the heavyweight ones, and they're so mm-hmm. good. They came out so good. Absolutely, uh, she's super talented. And she's so quick. Like you're like, can we please get like four more graphics with this, this, and this? And she's like, there you go. Wow, cool. Well, it might be magic. We don't. She is. She literally just snaps her fingers and it gets done. <laughs> yeah, she's so it's so, like she's so fucking good. Such a cool person. I actually have a. I have a brand new shirt of hers and a sticker on the table. Who who don't you have a shirt of at this uh, there's, point? There's a lot. There's a lot. A lot I wanted. I, I. So here's the deal I have with Heidi now. I'm only. I'm only getting one shirt per paycheck now. Okay, I think that's fair. And the lie detector said that that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, hey, boss, can, I a, can I get paid daily, please? <laughs> um, pro wrestling tees. If you can sponsor me, please. Got. I actually tried to put a, an application in to be on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh-huh. I, I put an application in to be on two different wrestling sites, and I'm not saying I should be in for free, right? I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. Because, but there is a fee to be on both of them because we don't have a big enough social media presence. Oh, really? So okay. if you have a bigger social media presence, you get on the site for free. Oh, okay. If, it's like ten thousand combined on all your social media. Yeah, wow. and we're not even close. Yeah. You know, what I mean, um, I, I couldn't even do get it then. Yeah, so you have to pay money, and I was just well, like, well, rest, wrestlers get on for free, or at least they did during the pandemic. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. So I, I, I pretty much like. Like I wanted to be on what a maneuver. There, there. I, I will mm-hmm. probably pay the fee to be on that one, um, but not just yet because there's like I'm sponsoring shows and everything yeah, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I much rather like I don't really need our podcast to be on there. I mean, it would be cool to say I'm part of the team, but like we have a merch page, yeah. which is which is fine for me. But I'm more the person where I rather spend the money instead of put me paying fifty bucks to put my name on your site. I much rather spend fifty bucks and buy other people's merchandise. That's just me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm at that level now where it's like, cool, if we get exposure, cool. Like, I'm, I'm becoming more lax when it comes to like, we have to be seen, yeah. like, we I, have to grow. I'm just letting it happen. Like, I don't I, give a shit about processing teas. Like, if, if I was on there, okay, let's say I sell one shirt every four months. Yeah. Who cares? I, I'm like, more or less going on there cares? to buy, uh, like, I think I'm at the point now where I'm not buying any more WWE t shirts. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm done with WWE. I, I'll buy AEW here and there or whatever AEW ones I get from my pro wrestling yeah, crate, I'm happy yeah. with. Our legendary shirts. 
shirts I get from people on Pro Wrestling Create I'm happy with. But when it unless I really really like the team, I'll get their stuff. Like yeah. I want to get a Varsity Blonde shirt. I just got the I got the Chris Statlander and the Best Friend shirt. Um, and I bought some uh, referee shirts because I don't really. I got Audrey's shirt. I got Bryce's shirt. You do have um, a problem. Yeah, but I, that was my last my last thing that I. I, and I, I bought the Kryptonite. Uh, Nightwalker shirt. Yeah, it was a good episode. So I bought one shirt. It was a good episode. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. But uh, I think what I'm going to do is each paycheck, I just buy one each paycheck. Like, so my next one I'm probably going to get is, uh, I tried to get Edith, but she didn't have an extra large. Oh, okay. Um, I want to get an Edith shirt, but I have to wait for the, the right size. And I don't want to get a 2X, and if it's one of those shirts that fit perfectly, yeah, and then it just looks yeah, like shit because yeah. it's 2X. Um, but I think Masha's Pro Wrestling Tees is going to be the next one I get. She's oh, like boy. a skull one that looks really See, cool. I don't like Pro Wrestling Tees because that fucking $10 shipping. It and sucks. Tax, and it's like, ugh. Yeah. It's like this day and age, like, why? Why? It doesn't cost so much. I know how much it costs to ship a shirt in yeah. the U.S., and it's $4.98. <laughs> yeah. It's not $10, especially when you're a company that's shipping out tons of shirts, and then you get the deal. Right, because yeah. the courier's coming to you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to cost $10. That's all I'm saying. The only thing I'm saying is Run maybe, a little bit maybe, better the, sale. Shipping, maybe the shipping is going to the, the talent. No. Well the, well, the worst is like a Teespring where they charge you per item. Yeah. yeah, I think T- I think Pro Tees does that too. Do they not? No, no. I, I, do they no. I don't think so. I think it might be like a yeah. bad thing. Yeah. yeah, I think if you buy two shirts, I do have like one Pro Wrestling Tees complaint though. The first one I ever had mm. got every time I do an order, I get a mystery shirt. Uh-huh. And the last order I did, I did not put the mystery shirt in because I feel like I got burned. Oh, okay. So I put the mystery shirt in. My mystery shirt comes in. It's the same exact. CM Punk shirt I got in my pro wrestling crate, which is sold to you as an exclusive T-shirt Ooh, really? that you wow. only get through that crate. The only thing I can see is maybe they had some left over. Don't care, burn them. That, <laughs> I, I pay money for that crate. That's supposed to be exclusive content. If it's yeah, yeah, if it's exclusive, it should be exclusive. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if I, if that's the case, then I would just cancel the subscription crate and buy a T-shirt if I want this T-shirt or yeah. wait for the T-shirt to come in. So. I'm a little. I was a little bummed that oh, I got. Yeah, I, I got an, ex- yeah. an exclusive shirt but via that's not ex- as a random. Chance. Yeah, it's not exclusive. Yeah, I gave it away. I gave it to a listener. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So that was the only thing I'm a little bummed about, and it kind of made me not want to buy the mystery shirt for the next one. Yeah. So when I did my order, to, uh, when my when Heidi gave me the okay to buy the Brian Pillman shirt, I was like, "You want the mystery shirt?" I was like, "Nope, I'm good." Yeah. You got me yeah. last time. I mean, it's what seven ninety nine or something. It's like, like yeah, it's like ten bucks something like that. But. It's like a white shirt. It's usually the ones that don't sell well that they have yeah. a, a stock of. And Actually, I bolt. I got in two Orange Cassidy shirts through yeah. mystery shirts. I mean, they might not be a popular one selling one. Like, it's not the one with this classic face on it. That's how it's one I got. The classic one. I got the classic face one, and I got the one where it's him as an actual orange. Yeah. That. See, that was the first time I seen when you got it, the, the orange one. Actually, no, I've gotten f- three. Orange cast. No, no, you're right. I bought the classic one, and then the other three I got were all mystery shirts. I got the freshly squeezed orange shirt. I got yeah. the freshly squeezed white shirt, and I got the one with him as an orange. Yeah, it's on usually the- like a top song shirt, so not gonna yeah. mystery shirt. But- and I got an AEW shirt, which looks like a staff shirt. It's like a gray shirt, and it just has AEW on it. Oh, okay. Huh. It's like a, it looks like a gym shirt. I had a uh, shirt like that. It was WCW Crew. It all it was oh, like a white cool. shirt. It just said w- I wanted on the nine hundred number from the, like the trivia. Oh, game. nice! And it was just a white shirt and had the WCW logo and it just said Crew under it. We should That's bring cool. we should bring trivia back for the show. <laughs> hey, there you go. The trivia is always fun. Yeah. So, like I said, we are supposedly hopefully going uh, maybe going weekly soon, and uh, this Patreon content will start getting uploaded um, weekly. So, I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna keep shows on Fridays and Sundays for right now. 
and then um we'll probably start this in june so we'll go till june and then after june once this 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 patreon content airs it will then go into the rotation of podcasts that will be uploaded so like i said like patreon it'll be tornado tag episode 101 patreon one and then it'll be like then it'll be a regular episode then patreon two you know i mean that and that's how we're going to label them if you want to see them earlier you can subscribe to the patreon if you're just happy getting them the way you are. It is it is what it is, but uh, the support does help us a lot. So that's that's the way we're going to go because there's a lot of content I think we did on the Patreon that I was really I was really happy with. And it's like, and, and I, I put a message out to the Patreon asking them, the, the, the people who are part of it, like, do you guys watch this? Yeah. And a few of them were like, no, we don't yeah. watch it just because I just don't have time to keep up with it. Like, watch everything. They might just be donating. I'm just, just donating because yeah. I want to help. Yeah. And that's pretty much what they said. Like, they're like, we don't even care if there's a, a name shout out. We're just happy to be helping the yeah. podcast, which I'm really, really thankful and grateful for. Uh, so I feel like it's at that point where we can release some of that content. You know, because we're making it, and if we're making it, no yeah. one's really listening to it. Um, I would like people to check it out. I think that some of the stuff we talk about is is fun. Um, that being said, Alex, anything you want to plug? Nope. Links below. Follow all all things high tension wrestling. Um, and that's yeah, we got that. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't got don't that. plug events here because it probably won't air for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. So nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got shit. What about like, hey, go to this show on uh, like yeah. May 24th and like, hey, let's do it. It's like, it's, it's like September. six months later. Yeah. yeah. Brian. Same shit I always plug. ProjectHumanite.com. Go check out Project Humanite. L- go listen to Murder My Dude and Poddantic. How did he, what's he saying? Badantic. 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 Go listen to Badantic. Uh, that'll do it. Interview. Uh, yeah. Interviews. Uh, Tornado Tag Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. We're out of here. Bye. Patreon.